It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio KCW in Sitka. Today is Monday, March 7. I'm Meredith Reddick, and this is Raven News. A key Alaska legislative committee has drafted a state budget that would increase state spending more than Governor Mike Dunleavy planned. It also would pay a combined permanent fund dividend and energy relief check of roughly $2,500. The budget proposal unveiled on Friday by the House Finance Committee would spend over $4 billion in state funding to run state government. That's roughly $150 million more than Dunleavy proposed. Dunleavy had proposed a dividend that would equal half of the amount the state plans to draw in permanent fund earnings. The committee proposed a similar amount but split it between the PFD and a one-time energy relief check. The committee plans to wait until the administration updates its revenue forecast on March 15th before moving along. The United Nations last month issued its most comprehensive warning to date about climate change and the immediate threat it poses around the world. Rob Lempert is one of many international scientists and researchers to contribute to the report. The Nobel laureate is the director of the Pardee Center for Longer-Range Global Policy in Boston, and he's also leading the project to develop a landslide warning system for Sitka. KCW's Catherine Rose spoke with Lempert about the report and what it means for Southeast Alaska. So what is the IPCC and what does it do? Yeah, no, so the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change is um, a a scientific assessment body um, organized by the United Nations. The IPCC gathers together um, hundreds of scientists from around the world to um, assess uh, the state of the, uh, the scientific understanding of climate change and put that understanding into a form that is useful for, for policymakers at all levels um, in, in understanding uh, climate change risks and what to do about them. So this report that was released on February 28th was composed by hundreds of scientists. It's around 1,300 pages long, so I think comprehensive might be a bit of an understatement, actually, in this case. And you were one of the coordinating lead authors of the report. Can you share a few of the bullet points with me? Uh, The report documents in great detail that impacts of climate change have arrived and in many places, in many ways, are, are worse than expected. So, I mean, we used to thinking of climate change as something in the future, but it's it's now something now. Its impacts are seen in every corner of the world. Um, it has hit natural ecosystems and the poor and disadvantaged often the hardest, but everybody is affected. Science can do a much better job uh, over the last, uh, the last report came out about five years ago, five, six years ago. And um, uh, since then, science has done a better, much better job of attributing, it's called, um, uh, you know, particular events to climate change. So there was, uh, for instance, the, um, the the huge gigantic heat dome that was over the Pacific Northwest. I think it got up to Alaska as well last last fall. And so scientists can say with uh, much greater uh, confidence that this is you know m- such and such amount more likely due to climate change, or we would have never seen an event like this without climate change. Many systems um, have started to reach their their limits. I mean the. Uh, both people and ecosystems can adjust to climate change um, to a certain extent, but many systems have started to reach their limits. Um, coral reefs, uh, in particular, 
some ecosystems um, in, in the north, which is warming faster than, than other parts of the world. And then, you know, say some, some communities, some agricultural communities can no longer grow what they used to grow. Some communities are starting to be displaced by sea level rise. So what does that mean for communities like Sitka and other communities in Southeast? How, how is climate change going to impact us based on the findings in this report? Um, I mean, among the, 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 the threats that, um, that Sitka and, and, and Alaskans face are there's going to be more extreme heat, which uh, is, is a problem everywhere, though the, the ability of a human body to extend extreme heat, you guys are much further from it than other places, but you, you will experience a lot more hot days. Fisheries and um, um, other ecosystems are going to be shifting around. So, um, you know, a lot of citizens depend on the ocean for their livelihoods and their recreation, and so there's going to be big shifts in um, in, spe- in, in in species. I think globally, about half of all species are now observed to have shifted their ranges north or south, and then um, it's often unclear whether there's going to be net more or less precipitation in many parts of the world, but those storms that there are are often going to be more intense. In the mountains above Sitka, one of the main drivers of um, uh, landslides is um, intense rain events. One of the things that we've learned in our landslide project um, is that it's the three-hour rainfall, which is the the best predictor, uh, because your soils... uh, drain pretty fast, they're on pretty steep hills. And so it's, it's basically the instantaneous rainfall. And uh, more broadly, um, you know, we do know that um, climate change is gonna make storms more intense. So there will, um, there will be more, um, more storms uh, that can potentially call, cause landslides. I feel like hearing big news like this about climate change on a global scale can feel a little overwhelming, especially for a person who maybe takes a peek at this 1,300-page report and wonders, oh, gosh, well, now what what can I do? So what advice would you give to a Sitkin who may have heard this news and be unsure of, of what to do with it? Um, one, uh, one suggestion that, that I really like is um, uh, talk to your neighbors, talk to your friends and neighbors about it. I mean, it, um, uh, and it, it can both be sort of an awkward topic because like, you know, who knows about climate change and also be a scary topic, like, oh my God, the world's coming to an end. I don't want to think about it. But, um, there, um, you know, there are things that, uh, you know, we can do at an individual and community and, and, and national and global level. But, you know, a good place to start is, uh, you know, talk talk to your friends and neighbors about this. That was Robert Lempert speaking with KCAW's Catherine Rose about a report released in February by the United Nations Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change. Lempert is one of 270 scientists to contribute to the report. He's leading a National Science Foundation-funded project to develop a landslide warning system in Sitka. A week after Sitka's schools shifted to mask-optional, Haines schools are following suit. KHNS's Corinne Smith reports. In January, the Haines School District decided on a formula for removing its mask requirement, and Superintendent Roy Getchell says that as of Wednesday, they've met it. The shift was going to be imminent, you know, for a variety of reasons, including, you know, just some of the CDC 
adjustments and just the general trend that we've been seeing on a on a national, state, and even local level with that. And so we knew that we needed to follow suit. The school district has been looking for two things, no school-related cases among staff or students who are contagious, and two, the state's health department clearing Haines of community transmission. Getchell says he consulted with the district's health advisory committee. We didn't have any positive uh, cases within the school building, you know, where there's been an, an exposure within the school um, during the during that period of time, as well as no community transmission where the cases weren't easily identifiable. That means Haynes is seeing a small number of COVID cases now that have been traced to known family or social groups or where the source of infection is known. And so when I called yesterday and confirmed with public health, and Stephanie at search, and then our own school nurse. Yeah, we, we met the criteria. However, as of Thursday afternoon, the state dashboard reports the Haynesboro has seen at least 30 cases over the last week. Getchell says the dashboard count is delayed, and the district is taking guidance from local sources. You know, I don't want to give a, a day number of how far delayed they are, but they're certainly not Uh, They don't score up with our internal numbers or the ones that we see locally or whenever I talk to public health. Elaine Hickey with Juno Public Health said via email that the state dashboard reports cases several days after tests are performed, and with the infectious period being only five days according to the CDC, many of those cases are no longer active. A representative for the Haines Search Clinic emailed that the demand for symptomatic testing has dropped, so Search is, quote, comfortable in assessing that the latest outbreak of COVID has run its course. Getchell also pointed to Haines' vaccination rate, which is about 70 percent of the population, according to state data. Getchell says other school mitigations will remain, including classroom ventilation, social distancing, COVID testing athletes before and after travel, as well as testing as needed. He says the school will continue to rely on families to screen students and keep them home when they're sick. If there is a classroom outbreak, he says parents will be notified. We will continue to send um, exposure notices home so that Parents know whenever there's been a case within their level so they can make those assessments for themselves as well. And truthfully, at this point, everything else that's in place will will remain in place. It's just the masking will be, you know, I wouldn't even say optional. We're going we're gonna to call it recommended as we move forward. But again, that's going to be an individual choice and a family decision. Recently, a small group of parents protested the masking requirement in demonstrations in front of the school and at board meetings. Getchell says their input was considered, but not a leading factor in the change of policy. In Haines, I'm Corinne Smith. I'm Meredith Reddick, and this has been Raven News.